0: Hello, 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 my fact friends and fiends. I am Elizabeth Fieri and welcome to yet another episode of Let's Talk About the Facts. This is your one-way ticket to another horrifying episode of learning about things that you might want to know about. Today we're discussing the terrors of campus police. If you have ever met a woman, either she or someone close to she has a horrifying story about campus police. We say this because it's true. I would like to also add in anyone who is non-gender conforming because they are also likely a target of campus police. So, without further ado, I would like to say that the story we are covering is one of the best examples of what can absolutely go wrong when campus police goes unchecked. And that is the mishandling of Kristen Smart's disappearance. Today with me is a good friend of mine, has been on the show before, Blythe. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. And Blythe, like myself was a wee tot at the time that this happened but as many of you may know there have been many uh movements in the case as of very very recent last month to be specific in the past few weeks actually as of this recording in may 2021 and at the time this is like a 22 20 i don't do math well right now it is about 24 years old almost Maybe something... It happened in 1996. Yeah. In 1996, it's 25 years old this year. So, uh, for everyone who wants to feel really old... I already do. Yeah. This case is almost 30 years old. Yeah. This case can not only drive a car and rent a car, it can, you know, vote, legally drink, so many things, and it's still unsolved, question mark? No. (laughs) Well... Let's let the facts speak for themselves. So, Blythe, let me give you a quick refresher on this case. Buckle up, and of course, hold on to your tater tots. I need to get some tater tots. I haven't eaten tater tots in so long. I don't even know where I said that the first time.
1: But now they're I really delicious. want them. They're
0: delicious. Yeah, they're potatoes. You boil them, you mash them, you stick them in a stew, you fry them just potatoes i'm not frying a stew that sounds like a bad idea i don't know have you tried it i'm just saying i feel like my imagination is good enough instead of having to actually try to fry a stew hey if deep fried kool-aid can taste pretty good frying a stew might not turn out too bad have you eaten deep fried kool-aid yes i have you're 100 percent from florida I am from... The, that actually happened in California. That's the funny thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I, I haven't even had a fried Oreo. Like, I'm scared. Oh I, don't eat, I don't eat fried foods very often. Um, deep fried Oreos are really good. <laughs> I'm, I, I've also had deep fried Coke. Like Coca-Cola. Not the drug. Two things can be true. Uh, yes i mean the soda the soda pop or the pop if you will depending on where you're from really yeah I was like the sodi pop the sodi pop yeah no i i i have done a lot of like weird food challenges in my life so i've eaten a lot of strange deep fried things but deep fried oreos and deep fried kool-aid and deep fried coke all kind of just taste like donuts like they're yummy i'm gonna throw down that um all of that sounds terrifying and my stomach already hurts <laughs> <laughs> i have a sensitive stomach like don't even look at it it's gonna start hurting its feelings are hurt yep um dogs. you know what they're welcome here so back to the sadness we're gonna introduce the case so in 1996 Kristen Smart was a 19-year-old Stockton, California native, though born in Germany, which is very intriguing to me, and was a freshman at California Polytechnic State University. Or was it California State Polytechnic University? Don't ask me. I didn't grow up in California. It's Cal Poly for our... Yep. No. Cal Poly. In San Luis Obispo. Which I feel like other crimes have happened there because why do I know that city? So Smart would last be seen walking home from a party before going missing and essentially never being seen again. So this is a multi-decade long case. It has captivated the nation, but in the past few weeks, of course, it has received renewed interest with the arrest of suspects Paul Flores and his father, Ruben. What's doubly intriguing is Paul Flores has been on the radar since, essentially, day one. Dun-dun-dun. So, Kristen Smart. She's known as a well-liked young woman. She is blonde. Of course, that's how she gets national attention. Um, however, what this case and why I bring it up did for young women going to college or university for non-american people i agree why do we call it college because we're stupid the end um there's really just no other way to get around that um i wanted to bring this one up because i have attended a university Blythe also attended a university regardless of where we did It's kind of, you know, across the country that you know that you are in danger pretty much when you step out of your door. And there are all these things that you're told to protect yourself no matter what. And though Kristen Smart was by no means someone who was, I would say, irresponsible, she, her memory was obviously trashed there was victim shaming there were friends who trusted her to not to just basically be herself and be smart and be safe and to get home safely because she was a very independent young woman and it made no sense like she got she was 40 yards away from her um dorm before she vanished and that was the last she was seen. So why I feel like this is so important and this sort of kind the fact that there's movement on on her case now and having answers for the Smart family and also please do not confuse her with Elizabeth Smart the woman who was abducted from her house as a young girl totally different family totally different state um i find this to be a situation where young women who are growing up and growing into their own are still not only victimized at this young age but you're growing into a place where you still don't have your autonomy you still don't have a place in your life where you're like, all right, I'm grown up enough. You know, I can take care of myself because can you, I still don't know if I can. Oh, I definitely know I can't. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I am, I'm, she's 19 at the time of her disappearance and I am a solid 10 years older. And I'm still like, this could happen to me. And I think back to my own college experience And there are many times that I could have been her. Despite my best intention to be safe, you can't be that alert at all times. It's just not healthy for a victim or potential victim to be on that high of alert of potential dangers at all times. It's so, it does something to you. You're always going to miss something, too. Like, it's impossible. It's impossible. I'm a pretty careful person, pretty anxious, and I still have, like... I mean, I still got drugged on a campus. I got away, obviously. I'm fine. But, like, it still happened to me. Right. Like, it's... And I was very careful. Didn't drink a lot. Was drinking... I was actually drinking water because it was, like, a school-sponsored party, so there wasn't, like, alcohol and stuff there. Yeah, I... And that's why I said every woman has a story of something campus police didn't take care of. And honestly, what good are they? Um, So, if anything, they're just glorified bullies. And I know a lot of people may disagree with me, but unless you've been a young woman who went to college and experienced... What it's like. I don't think. You got to like to stand on there. Um, Honestly. So let's talk about Kristen's case. Let's talk about the experience that she went to. So Kristen. um, Was at Polytech. uh, Or sorry. Cal Poly. Sorry. Polytech is another place. And she was attending a birthday party for a friend. Um, And according to. There is another podcast that really deep dives into this case. Highly recommend it. If you want to know so much more, I believe his name is Chris uh, Lambert. I I may have his name wrong. I'm so sorry if I do. It's called In Your Own Backyard. and Phenomenal um, podcast, eight parts, really deep dives. We're not deep diving. We're just giving you the overview. Um. But she went missing. She goes to this party with some friends, and then she decide they decide. You know, like this this kind of sucks. You know, we've been there. We've all been there, and we're like, you know what? I want to go somewhere else. It's Memorial Day weekend. I'm going somewhere else. And um, her friend that was with her it was a female friend. I'm not going to name her. She. Gave Kristen the key to their dorm. I don't believe they had, like, the swipe card entry yet in 96. Um, And was like, okay, be safe. Like, you know, she knew Kristen to be very responsible. And she was just that kind of person. And I'm certain that she had a lot of guilt leaving her there. But I'm I'm also certain that Kristen's not... One to have not done that before. Like go out on her own. And. Um, truth be told. I feel like she should be able to go out on her own. Like in a world. <laughs> where people behave. She should be able to. You know. Go on campus. Safely. On her own. And. Like if a man can do it. Why can't she? But. She ends up going to a frat party. And there are mixed accounts of what happened. Um, but basically, she either is drugged or she was, ended up drinking too much. And um, a friend of hers, a female friend basically tries to help her leave and like has like an arm around her, like is helping her walk back to her dorm. And, um, a man, Paul Flores comes out of pretty much nowhere and helps assist. And this friend says that he kept saying, you know, I've got it. You can go ahead and go. And she's like, no, I'm going to just keep going with you guys. When they get to her dorm, they're, like, Kristen's dorm is about 40 yards away, and so that friend does go into her dorm and lets Paul basically take her the rest of the way. Now, Paul's story, after the friend goes back into her dorm, is that he took... He went with Kristen all the way until his dorm and then left her to make her way back to her own dorm on her own. Wait, what? Yeah, that's his story. Okay, is Paul one of the peas we're allowed to make fun of? Oh, absolutely. He got arrested. What the f- What? (laughs) Why would you just not- Why wouldn't you take her- What? What? Take her all the way. If she can't walk, she can't walk. You mean you're gonna just- let her face plant in the flower bed? Also yeah, I, I already don't trust... like everything you've said, I don't trust this man. I no. Don't know if he no. goes to jail. Um, by the way, when she said the peas that we can make fun of, I made a joke saying we only make fun of three things and that's perps, priests, and police. And um yeah, that's one that's one of the peas. He's a perp. Okay. And, well, he's also Paul. <laughs> you know, I might have to add one in there, perv. Perv. Oh, yep, again. so we got Paul four P. Herb named Paul. Yeah, so according to people that knew Paul around that time, they would call him Chester the Molester, and they, what? like, yeah, they said that he was super weird, that he was very uncomfortable, and basically, you know, yikes, right? I straight up almost did a spit take with my coffee onto my laptop when you said this, so- <laughs> I I don't want to make fun of her friend, because I'm sure her friend was just thought well, things were okay. at the same time, what was the state her friend was in? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I would literally never, like, if I didn't know this guy well, and he was like, I'll walk her back, and my dorm is only a f- so many yards, I would have just gone back to her dorm and stayed with her. For sure. But at the same time, we don't know if this friend was also really smashed, and like, okay... Just get her that 40 feet. I don't think I can make it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I've been, or pretty, 40 yards. I've been pretty drunk and still been like. But also remember, this is we have 2021 20, vision and this is 1996. That's true. I was not a, a 19 year old in 96. Um, I was not close to that age in 96. So I can't judge their actions based on I have That's knowledge true. they don't. And I'm gonna, I, I kind of want to look into this now, but going to college in this time era uh, <laughs> We would not. Uh. Going to uni- like I didn't have it so much with my first college, but my, my second college which did have a uni- my first college is called college, like they didn't have university in the title, my second yeah. one did. Um, and they they made us go through a whole like drink so my my first college was a dry campus so they were like no alcohol don't do it my second one my university was like made us go through a whole how to drink safely and responsibly and how to like know your alcohol limits and like like we had a whole online training for this kind of situation Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna assume most likely in 1996 There wasn't the same level of thought-outedness in any kind of training like that. I'm sure there was, like, a don't drunk drive scenario. I don't even know about that. Like, I can't speak to it. I mean, okay, I would say that because I know people way older than both of us who had to do those kinds of, like... Fair point, fair point. uh, Reenactments with drunk driving and stuff. So I'm going to assume that drunk driving ones existed. I just don't know if there was a, like... Here's how you drink safely and here's how how many beers per hour are in your system and how long it takes. Like, I don't know. I had like a math test at the end of it. It was like, if you drink eight beers in three hours and your blood and you're weigh this much and are this height and at this age and your metabolism does this, then your blood alcohol content will be what? And I'm like, uh I'll well, be that- drunk. I'm getting into college, not leaving. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I am. I will be drunk and I won't drive. And they're like, that's the right answer. And I was like, okay, I guess. I have no idea what's happening. I remember when I started at the university I went to, um, they had campus police come in and just tried to do the tough boy scare tactic. And I was like, this is not going to work out. This Thankfully, is I could do mine online oh no 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 they had us in like in person and I didn't exactly go to like a safe university like the year before there was a shooting right outside of my dorm and yeah so I was like yeah I'm staying there and um they they were just they were it was such a hot mess and, it, like, they had these, like, university call boxes around that were blue, and you could call campus police if you were scared. But, like, if you ever called them, they were so mad at you. And I was like, what? That is why i I mean. Yeah, this I, is why I, we're I, here right now. Yeah. <laughs> having this also, discussion. I never called them because I knew they were useless. I, I was like, I feel like you guys are just as bad. So I would rather chance it with the darkness. But we also, once again, in an era in which we are more aware of the dangers of police and police brutality. Yeah, and abuse of power. Yeah, so I never trusted them, and I definitely didn't trust Orlando PD, and Orlando PD was who was on my campus. Ugh. Because, you know, real cops with real guns are what we need on a university campus. Ugh. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if that's better in any way spoilers it's not it's not but this was actually a thing all across like even in high school we had security guards but we also had uh orlando police department or whatever police department for that city but it was very common to have actual police it is now too i mean that's a very common thing to have but with in in the u.s (laughs) yeah in regards to Kristen at the time, um, they made um, a missing person to report 48 hours after she was last seen because the friend that she had given the key to or had given her her key didn't know that she hadn't come back until her roommate came back and all of her stuff was still there. Like exactly the way she left it, like her money, her credit cards, her ID... All of it's still in her dorm room, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the long weekend had happened. And so when they go to talk to the university police, um, they were like, well, she must have gone on an un- unannounced vacation. And... What now? <laughs> yeah. And they did not report her as a missing person to the local law enforcement for some time, right? So some volunteers went out to search for her, but we're in San Luis Obispo. And you know what that is? That is Canyon country. If you are not from California, please look this up and look at the bazillion places you could hide a body. (laughs) There are so many canyons. Also, it's, re- it's like, in California, the spread out suburb thing isn't, like, in the LA area anyway, isn't that common. Canyon country is that, but ten times bigger. Like, yeah, because it goes up and down. Don't get me wrong, I really enjoy driving through the canyons, but I don't, I would never want to live there. I'm scared of the canyons and, like, an earthquake. I dog sat for people in that, not specifically canyon country, do. I, I do have a friend who lives in canyon country. And every time I drive there, I was driving there at night, I would be like, "Mm, yes, plenty of times I could die and no one would know. Right? Plenty of times. So many times. No streetlights, mountains everywhere, just long stretches of nothingness. And I'm like, this is how I die. This is a horror movie right now. (laughs) That's kind of how I feel in like Backroads of Arkansas, especially when I would like, drive down, down south, like, close to the Louisiana border, I was like, mm, I could die here and no one would know. I mean, it's Arkansas. I mean, I could die anywhere and no one would know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, so, May 25th, 1996, probably around 2 a.m., so I feel like that's more like May 26th, but I may be wrong. Yeah, it's my mom's birthday. What a tragic day. Yeah. <laughs> um... That's the date that she went missing, the 25th. But I feel like it also could have been the 26th. It Um, sounds like it was late at night slash early in the morning. Right, so that could have been a rollover. Um, Unless the 25th is the rollover, and then I am incorrect. The 28th is when the campus police get the notification. But the San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Office took over the case in June. So she's been gone for a hot Hot, hot minute, right? They did not um, collect evidence. They didn't, I mean, obviously, because like they had the opportunity to question people to be like, hey, have you seen this person? Have you seen this person? I just do not understand the reluctance of looking for someone. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to find them? Like, it's. Mm. How do you know she didn't fall into a ravine and break her leg or something? And it's your fault. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? I did. I heard (laughs) it very loudly. Rude. Happens all the time. Anyway, yeah, speaking of, how do you know she didn't get hit by a car like that? And she could have been alive. But no, you were like, oh, she went on an announced vacation. Unannounced vacation. This is finals week. Like, school's about to be over. You just don't do that. Ugh, oh, can't. Anyway, so Paul Flores, almost said plull. Um, uh, That's his new name, Paul. Paul Flores. <laughs> um, he was identified as a person of interest very, very, very early in the case. And he has denied any involvement, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to that. Which doesn't make any goddamn sense, but all right. Sure. That's what you want to say, Paul. Um, mm, I'm just you had some involvement mm, just like you know people saw you but okay mm, so I want to like yell at him (laughs) the search began a sheriff search party they quote combed the desert just kidding they combed (laughs) parts of the Cal Poly campus on horseback they used helicopters to canvas the area and police did search her dorm room and they found her wallet and reminders to turn in assignments. I feel like she's not on vacation. Um, so they, And they didn't, um, they didn't keep Paul in custody? as nope. the last person nope. who saw her? Nope. They didn't cordon off his dorm room. So by the time they searched his dorm room, he had already moved out. And it had already been sanitized by the university cleaning staff. What? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> yep. Um. But however, these cadaver dogs in the dorm room, right? Yeah. In the, not out of the dorm room. Well, like you know, in the vicinity, like okay, you know, the, say, whole, they, the whole the whole situation. She didn't. She didn't make it back. Very clearly, did no, not make f- it back. Paul Flores is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Regarding Paul Flores' dorm room, cadaver dogs were used. Three different ones picked up a scent. Oh. Yeah. So, missing persons, posters, and billboards offering rewards were posted all along roads and other public places. In 97, the Smart family filed a $40 million wrongful death lawsuit in civil court against Paul Flores, But he wasn't immediately charged criminally in the case, so the civil suit is held up. So that one hasn't um, happened yet because... So, okay, they filed this in 1997, and he hasn't been charged criminally, so they haven't... So the civil suit hasn't gone through. It hasn't... Okay. Yeah, because the criminal... Like, basically, because he hasn't been charged criminally... Quote is there a point at which the story he does get charged criminally? Because what the hell? I will tell you at the end. Because ah! we aren't there yet. I swear to God if you tell me the civil court case is happening as of like last year I'm gonna like throw something at Paul Flores. So there was a deposition in November of 1997. There was, what had happened was the sheriff mm-hmm. basically had a situation where, I think it was a press conference, where he basically said that unless Paul Flores talked, they weren't going to be able to file charges. So in this deposition, Paul refused to answer any question during it and used the Fifth Amendment to do so. Like, they would ask him, what is your father's name? And he said, upon the advice of my lawyer, I plead the Fifth. Because you do have the right to not answer a question that would criminally, in, like, uh, involve you. Yes, but he should have... <laughs> so basically, the sheriff handed him an out. I... He should have been arrested as... Like, he should have been held for custody. And then his... Oh, uh, like, uh, the where? dorm room should have been searched the second he was the last person to see her. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if police did their job? Yeah, instead real. of, you know, attacking people of color, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> just saying. Ah. Instead of assaulting women everywhere. Um, I feel like that gif of Andy Samberg playing guitar is going, <laughs> I know, right? It's just Bananas. Um, anyway, so let's continue this investigation because we're going to go from 1997 to 2002. What a year! The smart family has Kristen declared legally dead. The investigation does march forward. This case has not been, um, declared cold because a cold case is when they have no leads to go on. So, and, you know, goes in the back. You know, back of the office. So, technically, the case has never been cold. It's always been at least mild. Lukewarm, if you will. And if you're me, every time I think of the word lukewarm, I think of, like, Luke Skywalker standing in front of the two sons on Tatooine with, like, the music swelling in the back background. Yeah. Oh, I think of the, what's the temperature of the inside of a Tauntaun? <laughs> They for those uh listening at home who don't get that it's the inside is lukewarm done but I'm dun. 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 <laughs> <sighs> so let's go back to cadaver dogs while we're there uh, for <laughs> Luke's body inside the top top <laughs> they found <him>. uh just <laughs> <laughs> so in 2004 uh, the Smart Family got donations to keep the billboards up along Highway 101. Oh, that was weird to say. Along the 101, because we are Californians. We are in California. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't say Highway 101. Uh, I was like, where is that place? Oh, wait, I know that place. I uh, drive it. <laughs> every day. Uh, to basically to maintain awareness of the case. So, Cadaver Dogs did um, detect human decomposition and they were deployed by the FBI to search on and around the poly camp Cali. Oh my God. Cal poly campus. You okay there? I went to college. Um, so one of those areas was a hillside above the campus. In 2016, earth movers. I want to be one of those earth movers carved into the soil it did not turn up remains can we can we just talk about that sentence like skylar wrote that one earth movers love, love it shout out to skylar for writing that sentence earth movers <laughs> i'm just like might as well have just said earth benders for all i know i'm into it like- Earthbenders bended away the dirt and the rocks. Did you and say revealed bended? nothing? Yeah, sorry, I'm an Avatar Last Airbender nerd. No, I was just gonna say, isn't it bent? Shh <laughs> <laughs> Also I don't know. In the case of this, like I think it's bended. Would you say I water bent or water bended? I think you say water bended in the context of the show. So I, I think, think earthbended think, works. I think it's water bent. I think it's I earthbended. I am an earthbender. I think that the sheriff's office (laughs) (laughs) investigated I think regardless, it was wild. (laughs) Nope. But, speaking of the sheriff's office, their investigators and forensic specialists uh, assigned to the case executed 18 search warrants. Wow! Submitted 37 items. Wow! Wow, that were collected in the early days of the case for DNA testing. Wow. And they all said Paul Flores is guilty. <laughs> um And then they all got thrown out is where this is going, isn't it? Bet, they all got I, thrown I, away. No, oh my god, yes, they did lose some evidence. I can't wait to tell you about that. Um <laughs> They've recovered 140 new items of evidence and conducted 91 interviews from 2011 to 2020 because there was a new sheriff in town. And this guy was like, I'm going to solve this. I'm no cover up boy. And I'm into it. Okay. I'm into the, I'm into the, the vibe that he's like, you know what? I'm going to fix this. So let's talk about Paul Flores's mother. Okay. Susan. Now, at the time of Kristen's disappearance, Reuben and Susan were Reuben is Paul Flores's father. They were separate. They were separated. And so Susan had her own house at the time, and basically they were doing work on the house at the time that he was being questioned. So they decided to reconcile this Susan and Reuben around the time that this was all happening. And her house ended up getting rented out to uh, a couple with the last name Lasseter. Uh, so Chris Lambert, who was the podcaster investigating Kristen's disappearance, he actually tracked down and interviewed Mary Lasseter. And the coolest part about this, because it's... Wait, what? I'm just, my entire brain is like, are you talking about Pixar's John Lasseter? No, Chris. <gasps> no, I, I I know Chris oh, Lambert. Oh, wait, Chris Lambert. <laughs> no, I don't think it's him. <laughs> it's spelled <laughs> oh my... different. Okay. Um, But, so, over the years, like, Susan Flores' backyard was a focus of speculation because of stories like what Mary would tell Chris Lambert. So shortly after moving in, she had been out in the driveway, I think, like, washing her car or something, and she found an earring. It was up near the front and, like, by a tire, right? And so when she turned the earring over to the San uh, Luis Obispo Sheriff's Office because it looked like the necklace she's wearing in the picture on one of the billboards so, of course, they don't know if it belongs to Kristen, but it's still, like, super sketchy, right? Then, another thing that I find to be the most compelling and interesting piece of evidence is she told Chris that in the master bedroom, she would hear this beep beep every night around 4.20 in the morning and it sounded like a digital watch alarm and Mary couldn't figure out where it was coming from the backyard was all concrete except for a couple of areas where planter boxes had been created by cutting out the concrete and filling them in with soil and it apparently drove her nuts so she went out there a lot and went in like the middle of the night to like figure out where it is she went with sticks like sticking a deep down into the planter boxes in the soil and was trying to figure out where what what year is this at this point this is like 96 okay okay i was like that thing still works oh no no well after several months the beeping stopped like the batteries went out or something um but I'm sorry, that is so, that is either some haunting shit or some, like, uh, you got a murdered girl in your planter. Yeah. So Lambert tells this to Kristen's mother, Denise, right? About the beeping, mm-hmm. And apparently Denise was, for lack of a better word, shook. Because uh, Kristen was a lifeguard. And she was supposed to be at the pool by 5 a.m. And I'm guessing that was her alarm. Yep. I, I I'm just I'm still like, OK, there's a t- guys, if you'd just done your jobs in the beginning, you yep. would have known it was Paul freaking Flores. Yep. So Ian Parkinson was that new sheriff in town who was like, I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna do this. And he hired a detective to work full time on this case. And so s- that earring, by the way, got lost. Um, it was gone. And so let's talk about where we are right now. Because I left you off in 2020, right? Let's hit 2021. There is still a billboard in Arroyo Grande, California for Kristen Smart. In March of this year, investigators used cadaver dogs and ground-penetrating radar to search Ruben Flores' property in Oreo Grande. Now, April 13th, 2021, Paul Flores was taken into custody at his home in San Pedro, um, which is a section of Los Angeles, if people don't know, and was charged with murder. He is in his 40s currently. His father, Ruben, who is 80, was arrested at his home on the same day and was charged with being an accessory after the fact. April 14th of 2021, there's Dan Dow, the San Luis Obispo District Attorney, said that Paul Flores had, quote, caused the death of Miss Smart, while in commission of or attempted rape. He said that Ruben Flores helped Paul hide Kristen's remains. On April 19th, 2021, both pled not guilty per the Associated Press. Um, so the Tribune of San Luis Obispo, citing court documents, later reported that investigators believe Miss Smart's body had been moved recently. According to court documents, investigators at the San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Department have biological evidence indicating Smart was once buried under Ruben Flores' Flores's deck behind his home in nearby Arroyo Grande. So the defense lawyers criticized the evidence used to arrest both of the Flores men. Um, so attorney Harold Mezik Said that the evidence used against Ruben Flores was so minimal as to the shock, uh, as to shock the conscience. Uh, since Kristen's nineteen ninety six disappearance, Paul Flores has been accused in at least three other sexual assault cases. Miss Smart's family released a statement after the arrests were announced. And this isn't a quote. We now put our faith in the justice system and move forward, comforted in the knowledge that Kristen has been held in the hearts of so many and she has not been forgotten. And that's where we are. I'm just... This took till 20-fucking-20? 2021. This was two weeks ago. All right, where is a table to flip? I feel like Jesus in the temple, when they found out that people were selling shit to other people, and he just goes in and flips tables. It's my favorite Bible story. I'm like, we haven't quite hit the 25th anniversary. She, yeah. It's still technically 24. It is May 5th as of recording this, so it's not yet the 25th anniversary of her disappearance. But I'm sorry. It was so... He was... It was so easy. He was right there the whole time. It really makes me wonder why did they try so hard to make it easy for him? Is he related to somebody? No, I think he just got lucky. Is he white or Italian? I I don't know. What's going on here? I'm not certain. I mean, his last name is Flores, so I'm going to guess at least Italian. But come on! I mean, he could be Hispanic of something. I don't if he was Hispanic, but was uh, California. I'd yeah, I'd have to look at a picture of him because if he was Hispanic, he probably still would have gone to jail a lot faster. Uh, yeah, uh, Who knows? Uh, if he's really light skinned, though, maybe uh, there's you know that possibility. But if he was if he was Hispanic and looked Hispanic, he would have gone to jail pretty quickly. Yeah, I just don't want to assume racism. It's just it's bananas. Yeah, it's... What the hell? <laughs> yeah, and so... I'm so angry. If the campus police had taken the call of her friends seriously, we could have had the evidence right then. Mm. I... Mm. It makes you wonder. And how many people do we know that have a terrible campus police story? I mean, I have many, but one that really like chaps my ass, if you will, is I got a ticket from a campus police officer for, quote, going across a crosswalk with people in it when there was no one there. Uh, You can't see me right now, but I feel like I just, I just spaced out. Because I couldn't believe what you just said. Yeah, it's like the only ticket I've ever gotten in my life. Knock on everything. Lucky. I like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm a careful driver, everyone. Oh, wow. I uh, well, I, I got a speeding <laughs> ticket. I was like, parking tickets don't count. That's like, you know, when you go to Hawaii and they give you a lay. It's like when you come to Los Angeles, they hand you a parking ticket. Yeah, you will get like 80 in your life. I I've gotten a lot of those, but no, I got a speeding ticket in in Kelly. Which is so hard to do. Yeah. By the way. That's like our I, I got that's our state time, like that's our state pastime is roll stops and speeding. I happened to get those assholes who were just like, we want to give somebody a ticket, I guess. I don't know. They were really mean to me, too. They made me cry. What? It was my 22nd birthday, and I was just like trying to get home, and I was driving from not canyon country but close uh, i was driving from valencia area oh dang all the way back down to huntington beach area this is a long that's drive a long drive florida of california no that's orange county yeah it is uh, huntington beach is terrible for everybody who has never been there like of course it's orange county is the florida of but Orange County, Florida is more liberal than Orange County, LA or California. <laughs> it was like Orange County, LA. <laughs> we just you know are the entire south of California. Yeah, I, I meshed things. We're gonna it's take San Dimas. We're gonna take Ontario. Nope. They don't even it's want even- to. They don't even want to be here. I probably should sign off, right? Like, what are we gonna? What, what's our takeaway? Our takeaway here is that if you are on. Well, no, our takeaway here is if you are a campus police officer for a university, take complaints seriously because bad stuff happens on campuses all the time. All the time. And they think they can get away with it because you aren't doing your job. You're enabling. So do your jobs. And, like, most people just see you as a glorified bully anyway. So maybe if you believed women, and I would just say, you know, take it seriously. Take take stuff seriously when people are talking about things that happen on campus. Like, I mean, you talked about it earlier. You had a shooting outside your dorm, like uh, University of Central Florida, which was one of the universities I went to, had shootings and stuff fairly regularly, fairly close to campus. And it was also... There was, like, a heavily wooded area around the campus that people, I wouldn't be surprised if people went missing there. Like, people need to, like, campus police, take it seriously if people come to you. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Let's Talk About the Facts with Elizabeth Fury, me, your host. And with us today was Blythe. Hello. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Hi still don't understand these things but i don't understand how they didn't catch him it was so obvious and maybe that's the 2021 vision 2021 hindsight i think no no everyone knew um you know it's one of those things where you just sit and wait and hope for the best however we will wait with anticipation and keep you updated and please do check out the longer version of chris lambert's investigation in your own backyard podcast if you would like a more detailed in-depth uh analysis of the story it is a good podcast i very much enjoyed it 48 hours also did a very good um summary as well with interviews of people who were involved If you are interested in getting more information about Kristen, our goal here was just to make sure that we covered the basics and we could keep you up to date with a breaking mystery that is possibly on the brink of salvation, if you will. So thank you. And we will see you next week.